Greetings, everybody. I am back. I've got a busy day today. Three interviews in total. This is my second one, and I'm here with Nicholas Akeros. Uh, he's out of New York with a Mergo, which I'm sure everybody is familiar with. We'll be right back after this brief disclaimer, so stick around, because I've been really looking forward to this. What is that? Uh oh. Oh, it's my own video. <laughs> let, me, let me pause my own video. Everything's been a little weird. So I, I'm like, yeah, I'm such a screw up today. Um, Nicholas, what's up, man? Welcome. Hey, thank you, Jason. <laughs> uh, nice to be here and thank you for the invitation. Yeah, no, we, we, so when I, back when I first had Charles Hoskinson on, he, um, you know, we were we were chatting and he's like, you know, you, you really need to have Nicholas on and, and talk about Emergo and what they're doing and all that. And that was months ago. So we're finally here. Uh, I'm pretty sure all you Cardano and Mergo, like all the found all you guys just travel <laughs> all over the world. So it, it's it's uh it's it's hard to catch up with you. Plus it, it, people send me messages in Telegram all the time and they drop like a rock. And so if I don't scroll down like 70, 80 different messages, I don't see half of the stuff on there. Um, <laughs> finally have my chat working. So good. I can see people's chat questions this time after a reboot. So, uh, yeah, I don't even know where to begin. There's so, so much. Yeah. I guess so, let's start with um, just kind of going over your role with Emergo and then how Emer and Emergo's overall role with Cardano and, and the foundation and what you guys are all doing together. Okay, that makes sense. So uh, my name is uh, Nicolas Arqueros and I'm the CTO of Emergo. And so what is Emergo and how Emergo relates to Cardano? So Cardano is actually not one company, but it's a group of three companies. Uh, the first one, you, uh, probably you know it very well, is IOHK, Input Output Hong Kong, where Charles Hoskinson is their CEO. So basically, IOHK, uh, what they do, uh, they do research and development. So they're like a huge company. They have more than 150 people. They have uh, researchers. I think there are around like 30 researchers, most, most of them with PhDs from like really prestigious universities like University of Edinburgh, Tokyo Tech uh, Institute, uh, University of Athens, they also even work with collaboration with uh, University of Havana-Champagne in the US, uh, University of Connecticut. So basically what they do, they do research, state-of-the-art research, so it's going uh, to bring like new things that no other blockchains bring, and also they have the developers to be able to implement this at the protocol level. So this is IHK, the first company that is part of Cardano. The second one is called Cardano Foundation, and it's like what you expect for a foundation, which is basically it's a nonprofit that works with regulators and also uh, works with the community. Like uh, they uh, organize meetups and they also uh, uh, look for everything that's related to social network. And there is a third company that maybe is not that well known in the West, but 
Uh, this company is Emurgo. And what is Emurgo? Basically, Emurgo drives adoption to the Cardano blockchain and adds value to the ADA holders. So we do this by different uh, business models. So for example, we have an education program that we just uh, launched uh, like a month ago. And actually, uh, this was in India and I had to travel. So basically what we are doing, uh, we put like a really uh, high goal. We want to train at least 2,500 uh, developers to know more about blockchain and Cardano. And we are going to be doing this in India with collaborations from like really good universities there. So our plan is to start in collaboration with these universities, train all these students, and then start from there and start like uh, expanding uh, this program to uh, other locations. And the difference is that uh, maybe you have heard that Cardano is doing other education programs, but our program is like uh, fiscal. So we are going to be in classrooms with a lot of teachers uh, teaching the students. And this is going to be complemented by other programs that IOTK and Cardano Foundation are working for like doing our life. So this is uh, related to education. Uh, we have three other business models related to Cardano, uh, to Emurigo. So the second one is consultancy. So what we do is that we help uh, big companies and even like in some cases, governments or entities related to countries uh, to bring blockchain. And this is not only in the crypto uh, part, but also what is it like more of the enterprise part. And uh, uh, we have advanced a lot and we are already working with like some big companies and even some entities related to governments and we hope to be able to announce some stuff uh, in the next few months. And uh, there is a third part that uh, we call it R&D, research and development. So uh, where we are uh, developing our own products for Emurgo. Uh, right now, uh, we started with Yoroi, which is uh, like wallet for Cardano. And it's like, uh, together with Daedalus, is like the best options right now in the market uh, to have AI. And the idea behind Yoroi is that you don't need to run a full node to allow all the information for the blockchain, because this is usually required for a wallet that you need to synchronize from all the information in the blockchain. But with Yoroi, uh, you don't need to do that. And the cool thing is that what is our vision, how we want to be different from other uh, uh, wallets, is that Cardano has so many innovations that actually it's difficult to keep track from everything that IHK is doing. So the idea of Droid, uh, the first part, is that we want to be able to keep up with everything. And one of these things that and I'm really excited about is that uh, we are like pretty close to launch uh, decentralization. I start like this process. And it's like, uh, something amazing because uh, close Cardano to launching what no and, and i mean no disrespect but your accent is so thick and you speak so quickly <laughs> that some of your words blend together so uh, what what is it you're getting ready to launch oh yeah uh i can speak a little uh slower and yeah i have a thick accent uh, i'm still like trying to get rid of it so basically in the next few weeks uh, we are going to start the process for decentralization for cardano and this is like related to what we know as Shelly. And the idea for Cardano is to be one of the blockchains that is going to achieve the most decentralization. We are aiming to be at least uh, like working with a thousand stage pools. And this is like, like 10x better than other blockchains uh, that are like leaders right now, like Bitcoin or Ethereum. And uh, we are going to start this process really soon. And so uh, there are some questions, for example, uh, with decentralization and staples, uh, the first question that you have is like, could I get rewards for the ADA that I already hold? Yes. 
And you can stake your ADA, which means that uh, you can participate in decentralization. And uh, you don't need to have a minimum. So for example, if you have 100 ADA, you still can stake, and you are going to get rewards in a, as a reward. So basically, for example- so it's not like a master project, node minimum where you have to have 50,000 Cardano or yes. ADA and then in order to get a reward. Whatever you have, you could potentially earn additional ADA with. Yes, exactly. And that's uh, the difference between some protocols that are called proof of stake and other ones that are called delegated proof of stake. Because in delegated proof of stake, you always need to go through like uh, this uh, delegate. And in some cases, there are not that many, it will be like 15, 21. But for Cardano, we are proof of stake. So they need to have like a lot of staples. And uh, this is going to help with decentralization, which is one of the things that we all care about. And if so, the problem is if we have a thousand stake pools, how difficult is going to pick, be to pick uh, the one that I want to uh, put my ADA for? This is going to be dangerous. Can they steal my ADA? And the answer is that they can. In Cardano, uh, IHK developed something like really smart. So, for example, you continue to hold your ADA, and what you give a stake pool is the right to vote for you. So, in under no case. They have control about your ADA. The only thing that they could do is code for the specific block in the blockchain that's going to be the valid one. So you're so you're saying that this proof of stake system is going to launch within the next month? Uh, I don't have a specific date, but uh, we uh, the process should start in a few more weeks, and this is a long process because uh, what happened is that. Uh, if we are aiming to have a thousand staples, uh, it's not like having a switch where you can turn on and off and we are going to have a thousand staples, but right, it's going to be a gradual uh, process. So the idea is to play it safe. So uh, first, the idea is, for example, uh, only, uh, for example, we are going to allow for 20% of the network to be processed by staples. And as we see that staples have a good performance, and there are more stakeholders joining this, automatically the protocol is going to allow more stakeholders uh, to take over more part of like the processing of the blocks of the blockchain. Are you concerned with, are you saying that you're you're interested in, you want to try and limit the number of stake pools that you have, or you're concerned that you're not going to have enough? Oh, no. When uh, this thing launches, you guys yeah. realize this is going to be like wildfire. Like everybody's <laughs> been waiting for this since inception. So I don't think adoption is going to be a problem. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think adoption is going to be a problem, and we already uh, have started the process for the staples. For example, uh, we asked the community who was interested in being part of the staples and what knowledge they have and what specific hardware requirements they're going to put and uh, what are going to be some of the process. And we actually got close to, I think, a thousand staples. So in number of interests, we are like pretty good. It's just that uh, we want to play it safe. So as we see fit that uh, the process is working for the stakeholders, the idea is to allow for many stakeholders to gradually uh, be a more part of the process. So basically, in other words, uh, right now the Cardano blockchain is running uh, within some nodes from IHK, Cardano Foundation, and Emurgo. And the idea is that gradually we're going to give 10% to these stakeholders if they are doing well. The protocol automatically with an algorithm is going to allow them to do more and more. And the idea is that eventually 100% of the 
uh, blockchain is going to be run by stateless. So will, will you be able to part? So let's say I have Cardano and it's sitting on my Daedalus wallet, but like it's not like I keep stuff on separate computer. I'm like really weird about my holding. So I have a lot of laptops and, uh, and none of them are plugged into anything right now. They're almost like, oh, you that's know, the way to go. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I don't, I'm just so paranoid. So I have my Cardano on a Daedalus wallet on a laptop that's sitting in a box. Like, I, so when I do plug it in, I'll see like, well, there's an update that I'll plug it in. And then, you know, it might be one or two updates. And then I go ahead, I update the wallet. Will I be able to do this proof of stake? Will I be able to stake this stuff on the wallet I already have? Will there just be an update to the current wallet? Or will there be something separate that I have to send my Cardano to? So uh, uh, first, would you uh, require an update for the Daedalus that you're running? So it actually has all the logic related to how to work with uh, delegation to stakeholders. And the second thing, it will be to generate a transaction where you not transfer any ADA whatsoever, but you delegate to a specific stakeholder. And maybe this specific transaction, you can like uh, put it in a flash drive and then use another software in another computer to broadcast to the network. And on this way, uh, uh, the network is going to know that you give the rights to a specific staples uh, to stake for you. And in this same information, you are going to tell them where you want your rewards to be sent. And this could be uh, uh, in another address that no one is going to have access, which is like a special type of uh, address. So uh, the process is thought to be like really secure and to be compatible with what you are doing, which is like pretty much like cold storage. Is there going to be a minimum, maximum kind of time frame that you can stake? Or is uh, it just no. kind of like if I, I could choose to stake 100,000 Cardano today and then pull it out tomorrow if I want? Yes, exactly. Okay, good. So in that way, it's like uh, really flexible. And the idea is to allow people to participate as much as possible. And uh, to allow this, we need to, uh, because it's like a pyramid, uh, like, because there's some people that have more, and as you go down, there are more people that have more, so the idea is to allow everyone to participate. So that's why there's not a minimum uh, to be able to participate in the number. Now, there's obviously no minimum requirement. Um, I assume also there's no maximum, but are the rewards scaled to the amount of Cardano you're staking, or is it just you have, like the more Cardano you have, you have a greater chance of, you know, pulling in a reward? Okay, so I'm going to try to explain the process uh, without trying to complexize it very much. So uh, let's say if you have one ADA, it's like one lottery ticket that you can get elected to create the next block in the blockchain. So uh, you can do this directly, or you can do this through a stake pool. And basically, what is a stake pool? It's like a group of people that put the data together so they can uh, have bigger chances uh, to be elected to create the next block. And basically, uh, you, the more chances that you have, the more often you're going to get rewards. But if they're going to be split between 10 people, maybe at the end you're going to get the same amount of rewards. But maybe it's going to be less often. So for example, if you only have 100 ADA, uh, the chances that you get elected is going to be really slow. So maybe for saying like something random, you're only going to get elected once every year. 
But if you uh, delegate uh, your 180 to a state pool that has worked, maybe you're going to uh, these state pools are going to get elected more often, but still the rewards are going to be proportional to the state that you have. So you still are going to get like pretty much uh, the same reward that you will get if you uh, stay. So it's basically the same as mining. I, I can either mine and yes. hope I get my own block and get all the rewards or I join a pool. You know, the pool is consistently generating these blocks, but the, the rewards are dispersed evenly amongst all the based off of your hashing power. Yeah, exactly. So if you put like 100 ADA into a stake pool and someone else put 1,000 ADA, uh, the person that put 1,000 ADA is going to receive an extra reward. So you could. Very nice. I, I've been waiting for this to launch forever. I, I, I can't. So why, and now this is something that I've, I've found fascinating. You know, me, I'm just a dumb ogre on YouTube, okay? I, I've always wanted to be a developer. I've always wanted to learn a programming language. Um, I just do not have the ability. Like, to, to me, like, the only programming language I've ever learned isn't even really a programming language. And that was when I, I taught myself HTML in a weekend so that I could crank out web pages, right? This is back in yeah. the day of GeoCities accounts, okay? Oh. <laughs> so I, 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 I grabbed this HTML source book and I, I started plowing through GeoCities and then I started coding web pages in Notepad. That was the closest I've ever gotten to being a programmer of any kind. The idea of being able to develop on the Cardano blockchain is extremely sexy to me. I mean, it's something that I I almost wish, like, I feel like if I go to the Cardano website and I'm trying to read the roadmap and then that roadmap leads me somewhere else, somewhere, I almost, I feel like I almost needed college PhD to understand what the hell you people are telling me, right? And I even told, I, I even told Charles, I'm like, you guys need something that dumbs all this stuff down so that guys like me can just go and quick, quick reference all the latest developments and what's happening without all of the jargon that these PhDs and whiz kids have come up with. So this is, I'm kind of like, uh, I've got two things that I'm saying at the same time. So for me, I would love to be, if I'm gonna learn any programming, I wanna learn how to create dApps on Cardano. You guys are basically, facilitating this by offering classes and education in all of these emerging markets, teaching people who, you know, maybe are brand new to development, brand new to blockchain. What is, how do I section this? A, I guess I should say, when can developers start actively creating dApps for Cardano? Uh, and then B, once that has happened, how long do you think it'll be until all of these other communities are actively using what they're being taught from your efforts to then also further create dApps specific to their own cultures, climates, resources, businesses, that sort of thing? Do you see what I'm saying? So like point A yeah. is when, point B is when do you see the rest of all these other people that are now being created or created like you're creating a bunch of monsters that's not what I mean but you get what I'm saying you're training all these people now to do this when will that start shaping up into something actionable on the blockchain and I guess and then we'll go to three when after that okay so basically I want to touch a little bit of like the Cardano roadmap so uh 
Right now, uh, what we are waiting for is for decentralization, which is called Shelly. And this tool Shelly, is right. and just in a few more weeks. And after that, the next big uh, target is the next big milestone is called Goyen, which is smart contracts. And uh, how Cardano has been like working is that uh, we started developing a lot of different technologies and a lot of them you can already test them. For example, uh, we have a programming language that was like created inside a state uh, that was uh, on top of Casco, which is called Plutus. Also, uh, we implemented Solidity in like a completely different implementation with KVM. And also, uh, IHK uh, is putting for uh, uh, what is called a DSL, which is like a not a complete programming language, but is like a smaller version of programming language that's pretty visual, which is like connecting blocks, and it's called Marlowe. And this allows you to create like safe, secure, smart contracts in a more visual way without requiring uh, deep knowledge in coding. And this is especially fought for people that have like a knowledge of blockchain or they have like finance knowledge, but they don't, are, they don't have a developer background. So uh, this is the first part, but also, for example, right now, uh, if you can see uh, this office, actually Emulgo is based uh, mostly in Japan. And right now I'm in New York, and these offices are for our acceleration program called DLAB. And uh, DLAB uh, is uh, an acceleration program between Emurgo and this venture fund called SOSB, uh, which handles, I think, like over like $500 million uh, between different types of acceleration programs. So SOSB, what it does, basically it creates like a specific acceleration programs like Foodex, which is an acceleration program here in New York for food. Uh, they also have, for example, China Accelerator that maybe you have heard, where like BitMEX came out. And this is also from SOSD. And also they have Biotech, uh, Hacks. Uh, Hacks is for like hardware-related acceleration. It's based in Shenzhen, China, which is like the center of like the startup world for like hardware, like Silicon Valley is for like software. Uh, in Chanson you have for uh, Harold. So uh, now we together created this acceleration program for decentralization uh, and we already accepted our first startups. And I would like to tell you a little more about them because also it goes back to the question that you gave me. So uh, they're pretty cool and you can tell by my face then. And so uh, the first uh, company that we have uh, is called Sample. What Sample does is that uh, allows uh, for a specific uh, regions in the world that have like problems I need like help from ONGs that basically they need like help uh, in resources. They help to move money. Why they want to move money instead of like uh, food or other necessities? Because at the end, it's really difficult to guess what people need. Because why? Because some people maybe they have babies or people maybe have some illnesses. So the necessities of different people Varies too much, so it's difficult to send them like pre-made packages. And uh, it ended up being that the best way to help people is actually to send them money, so they can pick uh, uh, to buy whatever they need if they have babies, like diapers, if they seek medicine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So what Sample is doing is helping this process, and right now they are using a stablecoin uh, to be able to send money to. Uh, places in need, and they have already been doing this, and they have been helping uh, in the Middle East. Already. So uh, this is simple. 
so this is like uh, it's like a necessity that's really obvious, and they are really working with like uh, on this. So uh, this is the type of things that we like in Emulgo. That's like uh, something that actually can you see results right away. Uh, the second startup, which is like really cool, is called uh, Helixport. So uh, I want to try to explain the best that I can because it's like a little bit crazy. Imagine that if with a spray you can spray uh, data in DNA. So basically, if you, you have mean an make apple, me shorter. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so basically, uh, this is a really good solution for supply chain. So, for example, if you have an apple that you want to uh, see it in the entire supply chain process, oh, I mean by this how it goes from the agriculture when they like harvest it and when they go to different log uh, logistic companies and to the supermarket. If you could spray this specific apple uh, with DNA, with a specific tag that's encoded in the DNA, uh, the apple would look the same, it is uh, FDA approved. Uh, FDA stands for Food and uh, Drugs Administration, it's like the organization from the United States that sits for like, accepting like, drugs and other things. And then with the scanner, uh, you can scan this apple and know the entire supply chain from everything that it went. And this is not only and it's and it's not only for apples, it could be used for coffee bean, it could be used for uh, raw materials, it could be used for uh, expensive uh, uh, paints or uh, expensive things because right now the biggest problem that uh, it happened is the connection between the physical world and the blockchain. So if you have something in the blockchain, you can track it because it's basically information and you can see who owns, for example, a specific token or a specific information but when you scan something maybe if someone has like let's say a paint and you have a QR code and you scan and you can see the information in the blockchain but if someone fakes the paint and also fakes the QR code you're going to be tracking a, a fake thing so for that this solution from DNA that you can spray or maybe use wax or any other artifact to embed this DNA in like a specific object uh, it's almost impossible uh, in practical terms to falsify a counterfeit. So it's like an amazing solution to be sure when you are scanning a product, actually that specific type that you're scanning belongs to that product. Because basically, uh, if you're scanning DNA, everything is made with DNA, so you don't know where it's encoded. So this is Helix work. It's kind of like this crazy thing that the idea is to help with the supply chain uh, in the blockchain. So, wow. Um, uh, how many degrees do you have, Nicholas? Uh, sorry? How many degrees do you have? Uh, I have uh, one and a half. I was studying uh, electronics, and I finished that degree, and I also was studying industrial engineering, and I took all the business classes, and then uh, I just wanted to uh, build stuff. So. Uh, two years before ending my second degree, I uh, I froze my career and I started like uh, building stuff because I was like really excited. And uh, I how good of a salsa uh, dancer are you? Uh, sorry. How good of a salsa dancer are you? <laughs> uh, funny that you asked that. I actually took classes and I was like actually decent, but now it's been like seven years that I haven't danced, so uh, I'm getting like rusty. <laughs> So, so uh, here, here's something that I'm, I'm, I, I'm trying to find out. 
of on a global scale, how many developers are are either learning or currently developing for the Cardano blockchain as we speak in preparation? Uh, it's difficult to keep track because uh, we have so many, uh, we have three different organizations in Cardano and also uh, it's, we have so many different programming languages and actually we all try to help whatever like uh, gets close. Uh, if you get contacted by someone, you're going to help that person, but we are not keeping a score, but uh, we know like uh, of like a fair amount of like uh, good startups that are like already building for Cardano. And also with our acceleration program, we are trying to help even more. And uh, I know that uh, I have another startup from this, uh, from this program that uh, the idea is that uh, they are going to push uh, the limits of like uh, how deep uh, or like they're going to make easier to create dApps and integrate them in mobile apps. And basically what they do, they create like uh, uh, an SDK where uh, developers that don't know about blockchain can easily integrate and just in a matter of a week, they can be connecting to Cardano and other blockchains. So I really think this solution is like uh, unique and this is going to be helping uh, uh, going faster with like DApps adoption. That actually brings me to another question. How familiar are you and, and do you have any idea how the meeting between Charles and Aon went today? I think it was either today or yesterday. Yeah, I saw a picture, but I just know about uh, uh, the tweets from Charles in Twitter, but I don't know much more uh... about that. <laughs> I also want to know if you know. I want to know what's happening, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a fly on that wall. I think it's. Be I think a lot of it is because they're all at the same convention or something right now, aren't they? Uh, yeah, uh, token twenty forty nine. Yeah, so they're they're probably meeting and and having sharing shots and just kind of. I really want to see that kind of happen. I want to see that relationship. Months and months and months ago, I was talking about how great it would be if Cardano and Aon built a relationship and started build, bridging Cardano into a lot of these other blockchains. And and I just like, wow. I mean, because honestly, that's, when I think about Cardano and everything that you guys are laying out, obviously a lot of people bitch about how slow everything is, but you know, you guys are really building a framework for a lot of stuff. I mean, this isn't like, oh, well, we're building something for this vertical or that vertical. You're, you're not really being niche specific. You guys are saying we're building something that everybody and their mother can create and launch their business and application and, you know, with multiple different languages. And you, I mean, you guys are trying to build kind of a, what's the best analogy? Um, you know, it's like some people might draw a straight line and you guys are a full roadmap. You know, it's the easiest way I can kind of explain it. You guys have so much going on. And I, I think one of the reasons why I'm so turned on by Cardano is I'm just too damn dumb to understand what the hell any of you are really telling me. <laughs> <laughs> so by, by that alone, it's got to be something pretty decent. I, I can't even understand it. Um, no, I kid. I, I, I understand a lot more than I lead on. But um yeah. So where where do you see uh, where do you see the next? You know, in 2019, I know initially, you know, Charles was talking a lot about you know 2019 being a big breakthrough uh, breakthrough year for Cardano. Obviously, that's starting to shape up. I mean, just launching proof of stake is going to be a pretty significant deal. Um, yes. But you know, what what else do you see? 
you know, moving forward. And by the way, you guys sent me a Cardano card. I don't know if it was you oh, or yeah. who it was, but Emergo sent me a plastic, like a, a ADA, but I can't only use it if I'm in South Korea or something, apparently. So I'm like, <laughs> cool, a hundred dollars worth of Cardano on a card. I can't even do anything with it yet. Uh, actually, I'm the one to blame for that because we weren't to give away these things. And a lot of people say like, oh, it looks pretty cool. And I thought of you and I said like, oh, can you add JSON to the list? And actually that's why they sent it to you, but you're not close to Korea, so. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it and, and I still have it because I'm just waiting for that day. I see a little sign somewhere that says Cardano accepted and then I can, you know, I, I don't know, but I honestly, I, I, and I'm very serious about this. I am, especially right now, I am of a mindset just from an investment perspective where I wanna come up with ways to offer some sort of service or something where I only accept Cardano because I feel like I want to be one of those Cardano whales that just sucks up all the Cardano on the market from everybody willing to give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then just kind of laugh myself off to the Bahamas someday when it all is said and done. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, for as many people out there that are bullish on Cardano, I still feel like it's kind of a, very few, I think, really understand, you know, overall how big I think Cardano is going to be in the coming year to two years. And I, I, of course, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I just, I just, I think I see this kind of, at some point I see this really swallowing up a lot of other projects um, in a pretty big way. Uh so where can someone like me go to learn how to develop on the blockchain, on Cardano's blockchain? What what could just an, a normal newbie like me do to say, okay, you know what? Maybe I want to create um, some sort of dApp, uh, whether it's for dating or maybe I want to create my own money cycler on the Cardano blockchain <laughs> or my own shit casino. Where, where can I go to learn how to do that? Uh, so right now we only have like I spread things, trying that to have like one big web page that says like, if you want to do this type of things, read this, if you want to do this other type of things, read this, but we have like a lot of like different things. And uh, I think uh, right now, most of the people like get close to IHK or get close to Murgo and we directly help them and we point them in the right direction because actually they have too much information. So everyone is like, uh, I was reading this and then reading this and this and it's like which one should I focus on and right now uh, we are learning from this experience and uh, we're like putting like uh, more information that's going to be easier to read in the way that if you're trying to do this type of stuff you should read this documentation, stuff, this documentation because uh, right now uh, it's a good problem to have I guess that we have too much information. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, there's definitely a lot. I I gave up a long time ago trying to make sense of the roadmap because I there's so much stuff there, and you know if you click one thing, man, that's going to lead you to a thousand others. And I I'm just like <laughs> yeah. I really just wanted a thirty minute re recap of what's going on, and I got a lifetime supply of of research papers. So um, you know it is a great thing. But you definitely kind of needed a degree to go through. I mean, you don't. I'm obviously being a jokester, but 
there's just so much information written by so many people much smarter than me that I'd really have to research the research paper to understand what the hell is all going on. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe that's a good thing uh, for for the high end, you know, the, the, the high end people. But, you know, I think ultimately this is going to want to get toned down, dumbed down. Even if there was a, you know, Cardano for dummy, there should be a Cardano for dummies book or something out there somewhere that really breaks it all down into layman's terms so that everybody I, understands I love those it. books, uh, like I did you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so basically uh, what are the process that we were thinking of that first we need to do this cluster on site with like people in the same room and explaining about Cardano. And uh, this is like a discovery process. We know how to teach, but also in a discovery process of like how to put this much information to them. And after we have this feedback and we are able to like improve the times and make it like more easily uh, to digest, the idea is to put this uh, online, like in an MOOC or another type of course, because uh, right now we are doing this academy, but in physical world, uh, the idea is to polish this and then to put more information on that. And I think related to like uh, timelines, we are like good in terms of location matching like the different milestones. All right, um, let me see here. Would Cardano be interested in going into schools in the US to help young programmers to learn how to build on their platform? Teach the young kids and it will pay off in the long run. You guys are kind of doing that already, just not necessarily in the US, right? Yeah, uh, we are doing it in India right now, and it's a huge market. And also, uh, it's like uh, we are mostly in Asia are starting, so it's like a good starting point for like logistic terms, communication, etc. Why not the U.S.? Why isn't there anything uh, like that in the U.S.? Oh, the U.S. is super important, and I'm actually I live in the U.S. I live in New York, and uh, the idea is like. Uh, after India expand on one of those countries that we're thinking of is the US. But right now it's easier uh, to grab like low hanging fruits and uh, the one that doesn't have that much competition and it's a huge market. I get India. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So many analogies I was just about to make, but they would have been in bad taste. So I'll spare us both. Um, <laughs> uh, you're giving attention where it's wildly accepted um, and, and put to good use. Do they offer internship programs after graduation? Do any oh, of the three organizations offer any kind of internships? Uh, in Murdo, we are doing internships. And uh, right now, I even remember that we are looking at an intern for like marketing and another for like uh, development. Uh, those are for like the office in Japan. Though we are like uh, open to work uh, remotely. So I would recommend to visit the emurgo.io webpage and check uh, our uh, opportunities. Very cool, very cool. All right, man, Is there are there any other, uh, any other points that you want to make? Anything else that uh, you want to kind of address to the public before we sign off? Uh, basically, if you want to know more about what Emurgo is doing, uh, we're trying to be really transparent and to be like, uh, periodically update with news and follow our Twitter account, which is emurgo underscore io. Emurgo underscore io. Follow them on Twitter, folks. Get those updates as they pour out. 
Uh, look, I'm very excited for the future here at Cardano, and I, you know, I, I congratulate you on being such a significant role, playing such a significant role in the project. And uh, look, I, everybody, I, people, a lot of people call me King Cardano for a reason. I've always got my <laughs> eye on this, and I, I just, I, um, you know, I have my own personal goals as to how many I would like to have before it hits a dollar again. Uh, and, um, if it does, well, then nobody will ever see or hear from me again. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, big plans, big hopes, high hopes. And, uh, thanks for joining me, Nicholas. And, and, um, yeah. you know, well, obviously we stay in touch on telegram and things. So just keep me abreast, man. Let me keep, you know, feeding me tidbits and we'll, I'm sure we'll have you back. Um, probably around the time proof of stake launches, if you don't mind and, and just start letting everybody know what's happening. Yeah, that would be cool. Thank you for the invitation, Jason. Absolutely, man. I look forward to hearing from you again. And until next time, guys, crow your coins. I'm going to be back at 4 o'clock with Phantasm, Phantasma, Soul Token. Um, Kylie is going to be on, and we're going to be talking about that project. Three interviews in one day. I got to go eat something before I get to the next one. So until then, crow your coins, guys. Thanks again, Nicholas. I'll see you soon. Bye.